Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. We can see what happens over time. People are more sensitive to inflation, and why is that the case? It's because everything has become more expensive. So, of course, going to the grocery store becomes more difficult, and paying for your bills becomes more difficult as well. You look at this on a deeper level and start to realize. Why is this happening and what are we about to face? Well, I'll show you some of those details today. The first thing is about going back to work. Okay, we will talk about retirement and how this has really changed just in this short period of time. The second thing is the challenges that are ahead. As you can see what's going on right now, economically as well as politically, this will have an impact on so many people. And the third thing is the energy dependence. Look at what's happening with Russia as it relates to Europe in particular. And what have been the changes? Well, I'll give you all of that information and more, beginning with this unretirement. That's right. It's on the rise in the U.S., as older workers return. So this Bloomberg article will discuss what they believe is going on and so on. But there's one very important thing over all of this, over all of it is that you see what's happening with inflation and prices rising, okay? We note going back even further than 2020, how much money that they printed up. People seem to forget, but between September 17th, of 2019 all the way into 2020 before they started the official quantitative easing they had printed more money at a faster pace in history that we've ever seen before in that period of time before quantitative easing officially started i never see anybody talking about that anymore the balance sheet increased at a pace for the federal reserve at a pace we've never seen before and they hadn't even officially begun and then on top of that, you add what happened with the governments doing these massive stimulus programs. Look at Canada, same thing. Look at what happened in the UK. I mean, all over the world, they did these things. So the central banks and the government started acting. Then we had 2020 going on, 2021 and beyond. Okay, many things have happened since. And you could see the effect of that, very direct effect. A mixture of plentiful jobs and high inflation is enticing retired workers back into the labor market. Okay, they talk about the percentage. It is small, saying 3.2% who had been retired a year earlier back in employment. Inflation is the primary factor. Okay, it is. It is. So you can see how this drops off during the period, and then it starts to rise once again. Like they say, there are different reasons for this, and I do believe that's not just one. It is so key to understand that the cost of living has increased, and so they're saying, all right, maybe I can't do this. At the same time, if they had an asset, if they had a 401k, and that has dropped down significantly from where it was, they had to kind of calculate that and think, well, you know what? Prices have risen. My 401k has dropped. I'm in a little bit of a precarious position. Maybe I'll, I'll go and get that job. And maybe I'll do that for the next six months, for the next year. And that could stretch on. What we've seen other governments do around the world is simply to increase the age of retirement. They don't want to pay people out early. They want to push that off further and further. No, it's not 65. It's 67. It's not 67. It's 70 and so on. Okay. So we will see what happens here. The labor market is quite unique right now, especially in the United States. 
uh, where things have certainly changed, to say the least. Now, this is a recession indicator. You know this is the yield curve inversion. I've talked about this many times before. What's happening here? This, although it seems completely disconnected from reality, like what, what does this even mean? The yield spread in between two types of debt, you know, measuring this seems why? Why are we even doing this? Well, you know, as I've talked about before, if you're taking on a bond for 30 years, let's say, and you would want to get a return that is appropriate. And if you take on a bond, a debt, you're buying debt here for a shorter period of time, you would get less of a return. It's a less period of time. But what if that flipped around? Well, you knew that things would be kind of messed up, right? Well, this happens occasionally. So we could see that today it hits this point of inversion, comes back up. That coming back up generally signals a recession anywhere between six months and 18 months afterward. But what is this really? Look, why is this appropriate? Why do we look at this? It's because it's very accurate, not because of what it says. Like, who cares about two years and 10 years and five years and 30 years? Like, it doesn't matter. But what's interesting is what's pointed out here on this particular chart. You're just seeing what's going on in the treasury market. That's all it's showing you. Per this one week volatility in yields on the two and the 10 year US government bonds, it's getting harder to make sense of what normally would be deemed such outsized daily moves. So liquidity is falling. Okay, this is a big issue. You're having liquidity down significantly. A lot of the big money is starting to sell off. You're not seeing Bill Gates buying shares of Microsoft. Bill Gates is buying farmland. You're not looking at, you know, any of these massive, like look at, look at Elon Musk. Elon Musk isn't buying more shares of Tesla. He's taking the opportunity to, you know, take that money and, and put it elsewhere. If you really thought that it would be worth more, this is for any of them, um, you know, the, the Microsoft, the current Microsoft CEO of any of these guys, a lot of them have sold off big positions, Tim Cook from Apple included. And you have to think to yourself, what are they doing? Do they know something? Do they know something that's going on? Why are they selling such a lot? Not that there's, of course, of course, their compensation relies on them, they, they don't make much of a salary in many of these cases. It's all about you know the stocks. So they sell that off because that's their salary essentially. But not when you're seeing Tim Cook selling off $300 million the day after he gets that award. Not seeing like these massive sell-offs happening. I mean, something's definitely going on. And that's just one example. I've covered you know many different reasons why. China's lockdowns are a greater threat to inflation uh, today than in 2020. This is this is important because you see the lockdowns. I've covered it before. You may have seen some of the videos uh, that were quite shocking. So look at what's happening in China right now. At this time, the lockdowns are spreading, uh, either full lockdown or or sort of limitations. But uh, this is coming at a time when they have such strict rules in place, and yet um, this is still still going on. So. The world, the second point here, the world has become more reliant on Chinese goods since 2020, which means that the latest round of lockdowns have a greater impact on global growth and inflation. 
This is really, really important. So much is made in China. And we had this talk about how oh, we're, we're going away from China. We're, we're going to go away from them. We're going to go to, we're going to, go to uh, Vietnam. We're going to go to India and so on. It's not even close. It's really not even close. It's been set up this way on purpose, but that's a whole different story. Singapore dollar rallies after central bank ups inflation fight. So they tighten their policy along with all these other central banks. Um, anybody who's been watching this channel knows that I've been talking about this. This has been the direction. We have seen the tightening. We are going on here. May could be uh, a big hike for the Federal Reserve. We'll see if that actually happens. The Central Bank of Canada did so. New Zealand did so. I mean, look at Argentina, different case, of course, but they're doing that. I mean, so many different central banks have been acting in this way. Now, we are talking here about what's going on with Europe's dependence on Russia. Okay, this this is important, of course, right now, and we see that highlighted. Putin, Europe can't replace all Russian gas now. So they know, Russia knows that Europe needs Russia. It's a matter of fact. And this is what happens when you don't have multiple trading partners. So key, like look at what China had done. We're reliant on the United States, and then they had to go around and say, okay, Brazil, can we buy some of that soybeans? Putin, Russia must build new oil and gas pipelines, says to further diversify energy sales beyond Europe. So he says we gotta go and pivot to the east. We gotta go in this direction because the West, it's not looking too pretty. In the future okay and and among that uh, are the concerns of an actual complete and entirely you know getting off banning oil and gas from russia can europe do that i don't know not not in the short term that's for sure and then janet yellen your friend and mine she had some things to say about china and uh, just really quickly, it will be increasingly difficult to separate economic issues from broader considerations of natural, national interest, including national security. The world's attitude towards China and its willingness to embrace further economic integration may well be affected by China's reaction to our call for resolute action on uh, Russia. Now, <laughs> what is all this nonsense talking about? Well, basically saying... You better get tough on Russia or we're going to have a problem. Now, I don't know if that's going to mean anything, but certainly China is stuck in the middle because they are partnered like this with Russia. We know that and the ties keep getting stronger. More trade is happening between the two countries. But at the same time, there's a, a lot of business that takes place between China and the United States and, and other countries as well. Recession is now the most likely outcome for the U.S. economy, not a soft landing. This is according to Larry Summers. Of course, of course, this, this is the most likely scenario at this time. So we will see what happens in the, you know, in the near future here. I'll bring in the updates. Seeing that many prominent individuals saying roughly the same thing. Now, really quickly, just want to show you these charts. And then at the end, uh, I got something interesting for you. This is just showing us the product groups for which the EU27 depends on Russia the most. So you can look at this, top of the list, gas. Combined share in EU import, 37%. Solid fossil fuels like coal, 
34%. Chemicals, oil seeds, oil, down, down, down in the list. And you could see that it is a large percentage. Okay, that's the whole point. European energy consumption, it breaks it down on the left side as well as can Europe increase supply from other gas suppliers? Russia makes up a big bulk of that. Okay, that's all I'm trying to say here. And I'll show you one more, well, actually two more. Just trying to show you the fact that right now Europe is heavily reliant on Russia. At the same time, they're saying, hey, we're going to ban your, your stuff. This is important on the left side. It's just showing us the density and sulfur content of selected crude oils. Because if they want to go away from Russia's crude oil, well, then they probably would want to find something equivalent. And so, you know, there are a few options, um, but it's just showing us between the sweet and sour. Uh, no sweet and sour, you know, not, not something you would order from a takeout restaurant. But uh, this is, of course, talking about oil and you could see that here broken down it might be a little difficult and the font's kind of small but there's a lot of data points there if you want to check it out for yourself um, i just think it's interesting to see how you know there's a process that when we pull it out of the ground uh, what needs to be done for it and that affects the price of course vulnerability heat map of the eu 27 just showing us that italy is heavily dependent on on this you know Seeing how reliant they are on Russia, for instance, is quite significant. So if there's going to be problems between these countries, Italy could feel it. Semi, at the top of the list, semi-finished products of iron or non-alloy steel, 35.9, okay? So that's a big one. We will see how that affects industry there, the input costs, um, any anything that's being manufactured there. And you stayed until the end. In a little bit of ridiculousness, I always try to show you something funny, if I can, if I can, if I can dig one up. Money for nothing. Receipt for invisible art sells for $1.2 million. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. This is a receipt for invisible art, and it's worth $1.2 million. If that's not ridiculous... I don't know what is. Funny enough, they mention it here. Klein, who's the artist, if if that's what you want to call this, if that's art, anyway, decided to offer collectors the opportunity to buy invisible zones, quote, zones, in exchange for gold bullion. So this guy got people to exchange nothing, literally nothing, for gold. Like you can't get, I guess it's <laughs> it's the complete opposite. What's happening? Like literally, what's happening in this world when somebody will trade nothing for gold? Like I can understand somebody wants, let's say, a cryptocurrency. They could say, "Look, this is a actual nothing." What can I say? What can I say? I'd like to know what you think. If you want to read the article, you can see this is the so-called receipt, so-called art. The world today, unusual. They're trying to say that this is like an NFT. There isn't even art there. It's invisible. I mean, at least the NFT, there's, there's something. You know, Even if it's a digital image, at least there's something there. 
I mean, this is unbelievable. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. Wanted to bring it to you. If you appreciate this information, hit that thumbs up button. When you do, you're supporting the channel right down there. Just click that button. And if you're not subscribed already, you have to. Over 280,000 people here. And there's more truth every single day. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.